Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. It's time for a new alignment between body and soul, earth and cosmos, and heart and mind. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Weiss. Today on the Earth Love Spirit Podcast, my guest is Elizabeth Cosmos. What you can learn from Elizabeth and what I have learned from Elizabeth is the beautiful way that she moves past resistance. Elizabeth just has one of those beings that knows how to float around rocks, be carried over a mountain, fly through the air, and land beautifully. I can't say that her life has been perfect. None of ours has. She certainly has had her share of challenges. She's a teacher, author, and practitioner who has been involved with spiritual healing for more than 30 years. Following hitting the wall with a divorce, the death of her father, and the birth of her son, all within three months, Elizabeth woke up to her spirituality and her path. She is the director of Amadeus, which is a healing modality that was created by Roberto Aguas, and the healing that he teaches was passed on to him through the Amazonian tribe, the Guarini. Elizabeth is the lineage holder and the director of Amadeus, and today she will share her insights into healing her path and how she became a sovereign, strong, spiritual woman, and some insight into the Amadeus healing modality. Now, here's my conversation with Elizabeth Cosmos. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining me on the Earth Love Spirit podcast today. Would you honor us by opening sacred space with an invocation and prayer today? It would be an honor to to open with a prayer here. So let's take a couple beautiful cleansing breaths. Breathe. Even though they're cleansing breaths, remember you're breathing life. And breathe that life into your heart center. This is your sacred temple. This is your sacred place. It's here that you find your point of light, your point of love. And in in breath, breathing that breath of life, acknowledge who you are. If you have to tap your heart to help bring your attention there, go ahead and just tap your chest. You are love, you are light. And in the next breath, breathe out, so to say, from this point, acknowledging that connection of love and light with all living beings here on this earth. And then in the next breath, breathe out to the universe in gratitude and blessing for your life and for this body world that we walk in. And we ask the blessings from the celestial world and the universe, the source, to be with us during this conversation, and so be it. So be it. Thank you for that beautiful invocation. And so I hope our listeners are joining us in the sacred space. And 
Let's find out a little bit about Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is a very accomplished person, has done a lot in her life, including helping to set up an alternative therapies program at a major hospital, encountering a spiritual teacher and having her life blown away and transformed (laughs) by that, and writing children's books and forming an international organization to help people fall into love with spirit and themselves. Elizabeth, can you give us a little kind of overview of this journey of your life that has led you to where you are today? (laughs) So Sarah, you, I know as well as myself, as far back as you can remember, there's been a connection. You know, my life was that I was an only child. My parents were madly in love with each other and they were partying all the time and gone all the time. So as a small child, I stayed in that connection and brought it forward with me. But it wasn't until I was really older that I was sort of pushed up against a wall. There was like within a three-month period, I got a divorce. My father died and I had a baby. Whoa. Yeah, it, it literally was that fast, that quick. And I stood a little dazed. I was very, very, very close to my father. And That's when I stood and said, all right, I need to have answers. I was tired of emotions that were controlling me. I want to know more what this is all about. And I don't want this scenario to happen again. Mm -hmm. That was how I got turned on to healing. And that was in the 80s. What types of healing did you get involved in? Well, you know, back then, Sarah, uh, I think what was coming forward was Reiki. Actually, somebody came forward and said, hey, do you want to, for my father when he was dying. And uh, I had heard this word. I tried to look it up in the the dictionary. I tried to look, I don't know, what is this? And, uh, but I knew that I was intuitively drawn. Uh, I was also introduced to channeling back then in our little town. And we had to be very careful in this city as I'm sure with a lot of people at the time, because the, re- the religion here was very strong about anybody who practiced this, was, that was the devil's work. So just to give a background, when a long time ago in the 70s and 80s and before that, uh, this whole world of intuition and psychic uh, abilities, you know, that was all associated kind of with a crystal ball in a turban and oh exactly you know it was kind of on the outskirts of the of the society and so it was a little daring to admit that you would engage in this go ahead (laughs) back then it was very very new but to access your higher self to 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 move through the inner labyrinth and to bring forth those parts that were in distress this is what i learned Mm. that healing is really recognizing experiences that really come from self-examination and emotional release. Those are the basics that I learned. And to heal is to repair or correct that situation that's causing this distress or imperils that well-being. And it's your higher self that, that actually can assist you you know, this is what the story about the labyrinth is. You know, you go into that labyrinth and people would get lost because there's many rooms. And as you travel that labyrinth, if you have guidance with your high self to bring forward that which needs to come forward first and recognize what this is and release it. 
So I made that in the beginning. I did intensive years of this. And Let me ask you a question, Elizabeth. Sorry for interrupting, but we often start out on a spiritual path because some dramatic events in our life just, like you said, push us mm -hmm. up against the wall. And you said an ending thing. You said, I never want to have this happen again. Mm -hmm. And I had a similar experience. I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me. And I said, never again is that rug going to be pulled out from under me. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Did that work? If I hadn't done this work, I would not have been able to even engage our gauging um, to stand up. Eventually, as we move forward, you know, I was introduced to a healing method and I started traveling and teaching that and standing in front of people. I couldn't do that. My mother finally said to me, what are you doing? Because people knew I was so introverted. I couldn't look at people in the eye. I was so, um, and so the first few sessions that I was having to work through this actually took me to a past life. Oh. And when you can review and see, this is the self-observation, um, and you re release that fear and that emotion that you're carrying from that, that's what healing is about. And we talk about the onion, you know, you start peeling that away. So on your journey, you learned different healing modalities, you help bring a whole healing approach to a major hospital. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're someone who knows how to get things done in the world. And let's move over to when you met your special teacher. Tell okay. us how that happened. Yeah, sure, great. So as you said, we, I went into this healing phase without any pre-thought. It was there again, going back to like your rug. It was like, no more of this. And I was just hell bent on in in that state and then of course my friends are doing reiki and i'm doing reiki and they're just saying cosmos will you just shut up i was asking so many questions i wasn't feeling what they were saying nothing was going on and then boom one day i saw this ad for this uh, brazilian healer coming into town and i had such such a feeling over this so okay let's fast forward a little bit. I went and took this class and that's what you'd said in the beginning, it kind of blew me away. And not so much the teacher as was what he was sharing. And uh, me tapping into this was beyond any words we can try to describe, you know, what happened, but that's where my life took off. What I learned with that is that these healing methods and, and, and what we have out there are the support to get us through the healing process. Okay. What I was just impressed with uh, about what you said was by meeting your teacher and his presentation, you immediately got the idea that it was the teachings, the energy, the direct connect for yourself. He did not make himself the guru, the, the person who had all the answers. He conveyed to you in his being and his knowing that he was not the center of this attention. Yeah, you know, that there, there, there's a lot of truth of what you're saying. And he had to work out that really hard because he was a very, very powerful healer. He had tremendous amount of charisma and presence. He was stunningly handsome. So, you know, even from the physical aspect, he had to work at that a lot. But for me, this feeling of this energy, like I said, I, I, 
I, I, I hadn't felt anything like that with Reiki. I was just like, what is going on? And in, in my book, I, I say, you know, if you've seen the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm-hmm. I kind of went, that's the way I was. It was like, what is this? <laughs> you know? So that's when my life took off and I was really, people were coming for healing and I was like freaking out. Like they look at me, he says, how do you know? They knew me from before with the Reiki. He says, what are you doing? I said, look, at, he's coming back. You can get it too. I don't know, but this is so awesome. So, so, so let's, let's backtrack and give a little bio, okay, of, of your teacher and his background. Okay. So, so Alberto was actually born with this. We see a lot of people that develop, you know, but he was actually born with this gift. Very, very powerful. He was five years old when he first put his hands on a person. And then his mother used to take him to what's called the Espiritas Center in Sao Paulo. So, and why do I say that? I say that because at a very, very young age, he was witnessing people's suffering. And he knew that placing the hands on and watching how this energy worked, that he was making a difference. So as he grew, obviously this did not go away. Uh, It was very big in his life, but he became um, two things. He was running with a big crowd in Brazil in terms of mediums and healers, but also he was an actor and he won awards. So he was right out there. But he also became active with um, trying to change the government at the time because it was a dictatorship and he had to leave town. He had to get out of the country. And so that brought him to the United States. And uh, in a very short time, people recognized who he was in his abilities. And he literally was sought out from all over the world. Uh, And he interacted with royalty in Europe. And it it went very quickly because he was a very profound healer. Mm So the last 10 years of his life, he he finally could make it back home to see his family. And here again, he got involved because he was always working for the truth um, with a very specific group of Guarani. And they knew he was coming. Why don't we let people know who the Guarani Guarani tribe is? (laughs) (laughs) I know it took me a while. Yeah. So, so the Guarani are very uh, specific tribe, uh, indigenous people uh, in the Amazon. There's about 150 some different groups of people in the Amazon. But the Guarani, from the ethno historians recently, actually have been given the title um, theologians. Of South America. Their distinction from the other tribes is very clear and it makes sense how or why Alberto got involved with them. But, you know, as I said, the, it was written in their older tradition that he would be coming. Um, they unearthed sacred stones and gave them to him and shared the sacred wisdom that they'd had mm. handed down orally for over 6,000 years. So he was given permission that now was the time, they said, as many indigenous people have done all. We've watched this prior to what we're witnessing right now. Astrologically, we've been told the indigenous people are opening up and, and sharing a lot of their wisdom. And that's part with the Guarani in their part we're doing too. Here is what we've kept sacred and held on and opening it back up to the world because now is the time. And so that's a little bit of background of Alberto and uh, what he came to call this healing method is Amadeus. 
Now, Elizabeth, as you're speaking, mm. I am being transported into a much deeper state. <laughs> I am too. And so I hope our listeners are, are coming with us on this journey because you're conveying the frequency of the healing and the teachings that he, you have become the lineage holder of. So true. So let me just first say that um, with this method, uh, you are tapping into a stream of consciousness. And that stream of consciousness is related to a particular thought. And that thought mm. is love. Mm. So each time that you say the words that he gave to the title of this, or you think any part of the earth history, you are tapping into this stream of consciousness. And that's Amadeus. Mm -hmm. And the beauty within this method or system is that there are symbols, and these symbols hold intention. Why do I say that's the beauty? The beauty is, and I, and I really know that you can speak to this, Sarah, and it's very close to your heart too, is that it allows the mental mind and our own emotions from the ego to be involved in a healing. And you can step back and be an observer to observe what the energy, the source of this healing is doing. Mm. It's the love that's doing the healing. Well, and it's interesting that you came from Reiki, which uses symbols, mm. into another teaching, which obviously was meant to be uh, activated in your heart because it's so deeply and profoundly part of your being. Mm -hmm. And it's a continuation of a use of symbols. Mm. Mm. You know, yes, Reiki does use symbols, and it doesn't have a different frequency for sure. What's beautiful with, uh, and, and, and not comparing, you know, basically everybody, like you just said, has a resonance. And my resonance is here for sure. The system is very set up not only from a soul level, but to teach you to expand your awareness even deeper to begin seeing the world from a soul perspective. There's over 20 some symbols. And so when I mean by the beauty of having a, a symbol, so let's just take, for instance, when, if someone is dying. Amadeus, actually, you, you do your invocation, as we were talking, and tap into this stream of consciousness. And then all you do is bring, the symbols are a language to speak to spirit of what your intention is. So you, if you hold this symbol for when someone is dying or in transition, the intention of that symbol is there to take care of the situation. So you don't uh, bring across your emotion or your desire. And you can observe because the intent in that symbol is to allow the soul to make a choice. Does it need to go or stay? You are just holding that for that soul. So it begins, as you learn the symbols, you are also expanding an awareness of understanding of who you are. And enlarging your perspective of the world. It sounds like when you're engaging these symbols on behalf of someone else, it's also on behalf of yourself. 
that it's a encompassing ceremony. Yes, yes, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Yes, there's a reciprocity, is that (laughs) that word? (laughs) You know, all healing is a giving and receiving. But but I learned early on, and even given like your ability to be able to see and feel when people first start learning to feel, and I mean learn because we've been in our heads so much that some people think they feel something. And they have to really understand what that feeling and where it's coming from, or those visions. And I learned very much early on that healing, especially when you're holding space for another soul, is really about empowering them, not you. And so after healing, when people would ask, you know, what did you see? My first response always to them, what did you feel? What did you see? And if there was ever a point that I felt like spirit was pushing to say something that I would, but mostly what I saw, what I'm seeing in there is for me, not for me to be moving at that is, but more to observe and watch what the energy is doing. I know that every time I would bring my mind into the equation to that healing, I'm diminishing the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Spirit is so gentle so thoughtful and obviously we're here with free will oh okay i'm sorry i just could keep going sorry (laughs) it's okay because you're transmitting the healing right through what you're speaking so i'm interested in what you're saying so i want to return to make something uh, a little more clear i think so i want to emphasize that when healing comes in, and I, and I saw as you were speaking and describing the symbol to be used when someone is ready to pass, that it could be construed by someone listening that you use the symbol like someone uses a staff or a crystal or something, it's you're using. But the energy that came through was completely different than the English words Mm -hmm. that we have and are limited by to describe this type of experience. And so it's more like invoking a symbol than using a symbol because when you're trained to use that symbol or invoke it, something happens that expands into a larger dimension of love that everyone is involved in. The healer receives, the healee receives, and there's a whole transfer of light and love that happens in the event or the ceremony that's happening. Oh, so, so beautifully articulated. <laughs> I followed you. <laughs> and, and really what brought up was, uh, and, and thank you for that clarification, because yeah, the language, when we talk in terms of energy, uh, is not quite adequate. But when you were talking, it actually took me back to the first time really experiencing this at a very profound level, and that was when Alberto was dying. And I remember him saying in many classes that if you ever were, this is the one I want you to use, you know, and I sat down to, uh, and as you say, invoke, but the way I perceive this is it's a language. It's a, 
a dimensional, as you say, a wish language. And yes, when I sat to do this, I was moved into a space that was without the fear of somebody transitioning that I cared deeply about. Um, there was no fear. There was only calmness. Um, there was only peace and there was observation of being in this space. In, in this, you know, a long time elapsed before I even came out of this. And it was like, oh my goodness, the glory that is around this process of transitioning. Which, and, and I actually talk about this in the book too, is that it was when I was working in the hospital and was working with people who died, but I was also on the floor where mothers were birthing souls. And you know what, Sarah? That energy of an incoming soul and an exiting soul is the same. It's so powerful, so beautiful. And you're exactly right with this description. That was what I experienced. And so this is what I was talking about. It expanded my awareness and understanding and perspective of life here as I was engaging with this method. You learn, you do move into a, a more full space that I can't say anything other than it expands your awareness and understanding about life and the true purpose and the desire to heal. You know, Alberto used to say all the time, life is in the love and the healing. Everything else is just waiting. And that's how I can sum up how you actually started this whole thing when you were saying all these things. Let's, let's talk about those things that happened to me came as a result of my healing of my expanding and my awareness and understanding it was, oh, I didn't, wasn't growing up saying, oh, I'm going to write children's books. That just came out of the blue. I never dreamt I would be teaching something like this. I was in, so in awe of the healing method and so wanting to learn, so wanting to heal. And the next thing I know, this was in my lab and I went, are you kidding? So, it wasn't that I went after it. It came after me. And I feel very strongly looking back is because I was doing my work. Mm. So how did it come about that you became the lineage holder for this tradition? <laughs> so like I, I said, it was, uh, I had some incredible time with Alberto teaching me. And I had incredible time with the energy teaching me, giving me experiences I never dreamt. And that part was the hospital. How did I end up in the hospital? I didn't want to go to the hospital. They called me. They wanted me to start this. And, and I didn't want to go to the hospital. I told them, I know it will keep them away. I'll tell them I teach this energy healing. And, and, and the CEO said, well, I hope you do that here one day. I went, you got to be kidding me. Something's wrong here. So can you imagine being in the hospital and having this kind of information and it got to a point where the crash cart would happen or this cosmos, come on, don't tell us what you do. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I had another level of experience with people, Sarah, that wouldn't normally be seeking this out. Right. And I do want to mention that your last name is cosmos. Yeah. By 
by birth because yeah, when I first you. met you, I thought, oh, did she take that name? <laughs> you know, that's a fun one to talk about because um, when I was growing up, when I looked my name up, no, I don't came in where I looked it up in the dictionary, you know, and there's two definitions. And one was it's a flower. And the other was unity and harmony in the universe. And I went, what wow, could be better? That's awesome. <laughs> so I'd run around little and I'd say my name and I would wait for people, but like nobody knew what it was. And I think the first person who ever acknowledged it was when I was in college, one of my professors, only one person said, do you understand what your name means? And then I went and I got excited. Well, then you go get married. I changed my name. And it wasn't until after I was divorced and then, then going on this journey and started going to these classes and people... I went from nobody recognizing it to people saying, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I stopped using my name. Um, but what's even more fun is my father's Greek. And uh, uh, his father came across at Ellis Island and they changed it from a K to a C. Uh, huh. And that's what happened at Ellis Island. But what's even more fun, I didn't, is that when I, is that on the Irish side, that's the other side, my mother is full Irish. Um, um, that my relatives are still in Scotland, maybe over from the famine, have a last name of S-T-A-R-R. So I was always... Oh, go, you're the cosmic star. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I got where I stopped saying my name in classes because people didn't believe me. And I would say, no, I was, oh yeah, right. So I just let that go. And then, but I, when I actually wrote the book, I actually brought that piece in there because I know so many people. It is kind of crazy, don't you think? I have a cousin who's Karen Cosmos. We're the last. <laughs> my son took the name because my father's family all had girls. So he oh, changed okay. his name. And my, everybody was ecstatic because the name is going to go on. <laughs> So let, let's bring this around because we're, we're coming to the last part of the mm -hmm. podcast. Mm. And I would love for you to tell our listeners about the Amadeus programs that you have, about the children's books that you have, mm. and the book Amadeus that you wrote so that we can Aww. give people access to your work. Okay. Oh, that's very, very sweet. Very kind. Um, I'm so grateful to Sarah. I wanted to say this to everybody. Uh, her, her beauty, her abilities, her gifts that she shares is just, you know, it was another gift when you say, how do you, these things come across your lap that I found her and went to Shasta with her and had, um, so anyway, I'm going to leave that at that and say thank you to you. Uh, yes, there is a book uh, about Amadeus. Uh, Ama means to love, and Alberto gave it this word. We really don't know other than I know that uh, the Guarani had a chant, Amame, Amame. And this chant meant much like our invocation that when you start chanting it, you go to that space in your heart that is of love, acknowledging the self. And then it also says you move from there to others and to the universe. And so um, he put Deus on there because back in those times to say source would, <laughs> I think, be disruptive. But it is a method of healing. There is a book. 
out if you just it's on Amazon or if you go to the website for Amadeus. So that's um, what that is. It's kind of fun to go into the children's book because this was not foreseen at all. The reason I wrote the Amadeus book was, as you know, Sarah, there are many people who create a business out of the spiritual work. And when Alberto passed, it was very clear there were people who were very close to him. Uh, Marilyn Rosner is a big name out of the past. Uh, they all knew and understood my role. I had to accept that and acknowledge it and step forward with it. But many people decided they wanted to do this on the internet. And Amadeus is an oral tradition meant to be that way, heart to heart. And so things started to happen on the internet with people teaching or sharing information and it was not totally correct and lack of respect and integrity so people kept saying you got to do something after you know i was teaching and i said no that's not my role Uh, but my but i can write a book to allow people to make a choice of where and how they want to go with this information so that was the purpose in writing the book that must have been a pretty challenging to figure out how to ride this line of integrity, authenticity, carrying the teachings forward in their purity, and the whole commercial world that we live in. That must have been quite a challenge for you to try to figure that out. Well, yeah, you know, uh, yes and no. It was very First off, I know who I am with this energy as well as I can look at my face in the mirror. Um, and it, it really is about people's own paths and their choice. Uh, and, and like I said, when, when, when these big names called me who knew Alberto on the big circuit, and you've got to do something about this. And I said to him, that's, that really isn't my role. We, you know, that's why we have so many different facets of religion. People move off. And that's their path, like I said. So, so I said, what I'll, what I'll do is I will write the story about Alberto, about the Guarani. Uh, and I did some in-depth investigation research on them. And then I put a little bit in there about the hospital work because actually I did research with Amadeus in the hospital with ovarian cancer. So I put a little bit of that in there. And, and an interesting thing happened in the book where I started to see a parallel fiction piece come. So each section has a fiction piece that was written. And when I came to the end of that, if this makes sense of that fiction piece, as I'm writing the end of the book, I was astounded of what actually was happening with this story. And I'm going to leave it at that. So if other people want to read this and see, I just want them to understand that I did not see where this story was going to go. And it took me by surprise. And actually, that's kind of a segue into the children's book, too. Mm -hmm. There was um, a a gentleman, a close gentleman who who came to me and said, I want my children. He had taken the class. I want my children to, to learn this. I said, all right. Then he called me up a little bit later and he said, my brother's kids are coming. I said, cool, great. And then the next day he calls me, he says, my cousin's kids are coming. And I said, <laughs> I said, Tyler, I said, anybody meditate with these kids? No. Uh, do you do any yoga or do it? No. I said, well, they're going to get weirded out. We got to do something here. Let me, let me see if I can find <laughs> a book or something. <laughs> so, I mean, you get that, right? So right. I'm, I'm like, I was looking and I found 
one Reiki book. It was black and white, and these children had their eyes closed over a body and the headstones. I went, no, that's like I want a children's book. I couldn't find one. So what I did was I have a one-page flyer that introduces adults to uh, gives them a little bit about this energy healing. So I said, all right, let me just take this and put it in kids' language. So I sat down at my computer, pulled that document up, and I'm working at it. Five hours later, there's the first book. (laughs) And I sat back and I looked at this and I went, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? I didn't even see then that it was going to be a series. All of a sudden, I started to show this to people. I said, look at this. It's called The Adventures of Energy, Annie. And I, I sat back and I went, well, hello, Annie. And that's where it took off. And I want our listeners to know that I have the books and I actually read them. They're, they're enjoyable to read. They're enchanting. And they teach you everything you ever wanted to know about energy and healing. <laughs> well, what's fun was that when I kept seeing this, I kept seeing the energy fields. I kept seeing their, their spirit guides or their guardian angel. And I said, we, we got to do this in the illustration. So when the first book came out, it was just The Adventures of Energy, Annie. Before that, as I'm working on it, I started to see the whole string of them. And this is the fourth book that's out. The three that came after are actually, I have to give back to Alberto. There was a moment in class, that very first class that I took with him, that something occurred with somebody doing something. Alberto turned to that person and put him right on the spot and said, where was your respect? Where was your integrity? Where was your love? And then he went on to, um, that's how I sequence the next books. Mm -hmm. So the books after the first one that introduces you to energy healing, then takes you energy healing and respect, energy healing and integrity. And then the one that's just going to come out June 1st now is... um, Uh, energy healing and love what's the love all about so sarah did you read that one (laughs) i did (laughs) what did you think i loved it it's so funny because (laughs) i can't see my grandchildren right now uh, because they live in other cities and we're social isolating and so i've been reading them books over uh zoom oh Yeah. So actually, when you sent me that book, I was sitting there reading it and reading it. And then I said to one of my daughters who Harper is a four and a half year old who has such a beautiful spiritual soul. Mm. And I knew she would really resonate with this. And I asked my daughter if I could read this to her um, at bedtime. So we've been we've been reading that little by little um, at bedtime. Oh, oh, that's so fun to hear. Yeah, we're, you know, I just, I've I've had fun with them, but I, I am finding that the adult readers are liking them just as much. Well, you know, I do want the listeners to know it's not just, they're not uh, picture books like that only have one sentence on each page. You have a teaching on each page. I mean, there's a couple paragraphs on each page and there's information that's conveyed and energy that's conveyed through the books. Well, Sarah, you, you've raised your children and, and, and I saw early on that kids don't just need one line. 
they're so receptive. They're so there. And, and they can handle this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say here, that, that you don't have to see Spot jump and, and Sally ran. <laughs> they can handle more information. <laughs> they certainly can. So, Elizabeth, I would like to uh, wrap this up in a way that gives you a moment to share with the listeners another profound teaching uh, that can be conveyed through you about the work you're involved with, your your being that's carrying this lovely energy and healing. Wow. First, I have to just say I'm so grateful to be here with you. There really is a heart connection that I feel and that I love, and I know that it extends out to your listeners. And I, I think I want to go back to that statement that, that really says it all. You know, life is in the love and the healing. And when things are happening, when you come back to that, you can ground yourself <laughs> in Sarah's way. I highly recommend that. <laughs> and move from that. The other thing that Alberto used to say over and over again, when you were learning, stepping into this world of all who you are, this energy world, this subtle world, nothing is too hard for me. It is too hard for my ego. Mm. And so many times I stop myself with those two phrases because it really kind of sums everything up and you can then fall back on and uh, to the foundation of any teaching um, that you're learning. And uh, what I would say to everybody is that, yes, in the beginning, I was running a tremendous amount of energy and not knowing what to do and really needed help and kept looking and everybody kept saying, get grounded, get grounded, get grounded. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I found Sarah and I really learned how to ground and I went, wow. So we're not always sure that we're going to get the answer we want right away. We have to stumble along and have our experiences and there's no right or wrong your experiences will lead you and empower you because you begin to trust and love the self so what a beautiful beautiful teaching elizabeth thank you so much for sharing your journey and your wisdom and your love with us today I will have all the contact information for Elizabeth in the show notes. You'll be able to access her programs, her website. And do you want to tell us what your website is and what the names of the programs are, Elizabeth? Oh, oh, sure. If they go to the website, actually the books are there. Um, A little bit more about Amadeus is there. And it's actually uh, all with dashes, ama-deus dash international.com that's a-m-a dash d-e-u-s international.com right a dash after deus Deus. okay so that'll be the show notes and please explore her programs we loved having you here today with us elizabeth (laughs) and i look forward to our future connections thank you thank you much love Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. If you like what you heard, 
The best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.